Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Alana, I'm so kind of nervous. Um, so happy that we're here together today. Me too. We want to take uh, our like relationship to like the next level. Um, oh my God! I mean, so I was wondering, would you like to be the executive producer of So Many White Guys? Whew. Whoa! I was not expecting that today. I also thought that you meant like um, romantic. I mean, I'm level. I'm down. Okay, for that too. That's cool. I. I mean, I think we get to the romance later. The So Many White Guys, I would love, I would love to EP this show. That would be amazing. We're such a good team. Oh my God. That's dope. So Many White Guys. So Many. So Many White Guys. So White. Welcome to So Many White Guys. I'm your host, Phoebe Robinson. Um, you probably know me best from Two Dope Queens and also the R Train. But this show is my side piece. That means we don't do any PDA in, in public. Uh, I will not call you on your birthday. We don't go out on Valentine's Day, but we go out the day after. But, you know, you can, we can bang on like a Sunday afternoon at like 3.15. Anyway, I'm living out my talk show host dreams. I get to chat all day with super smart and crazy talented people who make me feel like I'm not doing enough, even though I feel like, you know, mama's working hard. You got that, Joanna? Ooh, got it. (laughs) Killed it. Guys, do I even need to say it? My producer's white. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's bad, huh? No, Joni, Mitch, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Okay. But I am white. Yeah. I just don't have that swagger. (laughs) You mean swagger? (laughs) Swagger? Okay, Minnesota. But you could be the next president. I've just been thinking about it a lot, and, like, we might have a lady president soon. Yeah, it's historic. Yeah, totes historic. And I've got a lot of advice and some thoughts that I want to share with Hillary or whoever the first female president's going to be. Are you ready for this, Joanna? I want you to, like, take some goddamn notes. Because this is... this is When, we're, when I'm finished, we're going to... Email this to Hillary. Hold on. I, I need a pen. One second. I, Great. One sec. Okay. We're going to email it to Hillary and CC Huma. All just right. in case Hillary doesn't check her emails, which I think we all know she checked her damn emails. <laughs> hey, Hillary, you still my girl, but that was shady. Um, Wait, do you have Huma's email? Huma. You know who it is at Hotmail.com. She's really classy, but then she gets like, hood. she's like, you know who this is? And it's like, oh, damn, Huma. It's Huma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Hillary, you're going to be the first press. That's like super important. 
first thing you got to do, you got to change your life event on Facebook so you can get them likes. Then you can like delete your LinkedIn because you got a job for the next four years. So you don't want like you don't want the American people to think that you're like looking for another job during your lunch break at Chipotle, you know? So like just show that you're exclusive with us. But then also like you can do some serious stuff like equal pay. Like, can we make that happen like soon? For real. It's like we all need money. So if you could help us out with that, that'd be great. You know, we also need to do something to celebrate women like a clitoral celebration. I just high five myself. Like clitoral as in rhyming with literal. (laughs) So like, you know how uh, music festivals, there's like Lollapalooza. Is that like from the 90s, right, Joanna? Yeah, very 90s. That was like Red Hot Chili Peppers? (laughs) And Oasis. (laughs) And Oasis. So I think you should do like a a bomb-ass like women's festival of like you get people like Oprah, you know, you get people like Kate Blanchett and like Malala and just do this like cool ass festival just showcasing all these women who are changing the world, charge a bunch of money, get some merch, get some branded tampons, you know, get Beyonce to freaking give birth on stage to her next child. So people get that women are amazing. And I think that would be, like, I would buy all the merch from this women's festival. I think this women's festival should be called, uh, fucking duh, women are amazing. Do, do you think that'll work? I think that's a great idea. You're basically describing Lilith Fair, but with <laughs> diversity. <laughs> I never checked out Lilith Fair, because that was, that was white girl shit, right? It, it was, it was very, very white. Yeah, because it was just like, it was like literally every, like, white woman who had a bob haircut at the time was, like, doing Little Fair. And I was like, not for me. Bye. <laughs> Is there, do you have any other platforms? Like, what do we need to do about unemployment fees? What, what do we need? We need an app. So when I watch Save the Last Dance and I go, oh, I've seen that actor's face before. What's he in? There's an app where you can hold your phone up to the screen and it would tell you who that actor is. And the app is called, what's that guy from that thing? I mean, I'm just, I feel like Hillary should give me a job. I just created so many jobs with that app. That's your unemployment plan. I literally solved America in three minutes. (laughs) What would you tell the first female president? Like, what are some of your ideas? Ooh, um, well, I highly recommend the Diva Cup. (laughs) Okay, I've never used that in my life. It's perfect for the gal on the go. (laughs) Like a president. (laughs) Hello, Susan? Yeah, I'll I'll run down and grab them right now. Okay, bye. It's time for a guest. Oh my god, I'm so excited because I'm talking to my girl, Alana Glazer. Yup, yup. You guys all know her as a co-creator, co-star, and co-writer of Broad City. And guess what? She's an executive producer on So Many White Guys too. Okay, but before we hear the interview, let's hear from our sponsors.
Hey, sweet peas, welcome back. We are now live on the streets of Times Square with Alana Glazer. You guys, come on. Of course, I'm not on the streets of Times Square. That's literally disgusting. Plus, this isn't MTV. We aren't TRL. I am not Carson Daly, even though I know, I know, I know. I sound exactly like him. I hear it all the time. Oh my God, that was fun Saturday. That, that was, was super fun. That was just chill. And the moon, I mean, oh, I know. That moon was incredible. It was gorgeous. This is so dope. I'm so excited for the series. Okay, so some people may know that I worked on Broad City. You inaugurated it. You were in the pilot at Office Warehouse when the girls were trying to return all the staplers and shit. Yes, I was the no-nonsense employee yeah. with a baby afro. That's and right. And I was not feeling you guys. You were not feeling our race talk. No. Our, our bullshit, <laughs> uh, bullshit ideations. Oh, I love this song. Ugh, oh, this is a slave song. It's not a slave song. Yes, it is. I feel like all we ever talk about is black people and slavery. Hi. Can you leave... Yeah, we're going to have ending the convo. I was 15 pounds lighter, so you, there was like a distinctive jawline, which I don't have anymore. Oh, that's funny. I don't realize that. I realize it all. Gotcha. <laughs> well, we're in the industry to realize it, I guess. I know. It's always like, do I need to lose weight to like be like a love interest? It's yeah. like so gross and disgusting and anti-feminist, but we're trying. People are like about normal women. They're like, they have to either lose 40 pounds or gain 40 pounds. It's like an old saying or whatever. I don't know if you remember this, but we met like seven years ago when seven. we did wow. Jamie Lee's stand-up show at Karma Lounge. Oh it, remember my it, was, it was for God. like pets. I do. And yeah. didn't people used to smoke hookah in People there? used to smoke hookah in there. We'd be like doing stand-up. <gasps> and we had this bit about like sex in the city. I can't yes. remember the bit, but it was so funny. Just about how there were no black people. And it was yes. like... And I remember just like, before I even knew the word, Yas was like a thing. I was like, who is you're I like this yes. girl. Yeah. So I like loved you. You're such a good friend too. You inspired Aww. me to be like a better really? friend to you and in general. Yeah, I love like I love catching up on the phone. It's yeah. so is such a classic. Also, it's like very like female, which I love. Right. It's like gabbing on the phone, just yeah. <laughs> talking that bullshit on the phone. I like love it. It's so good. You like remind me about the importance of phone calls. Well, you're like so close with your your parents yeah. and you have like a very like tight knit family. Like have you guys always been like that growing up? You guys were always very like interconnected or like I feel like it's more leaving home that made me be like I have to I don't know. Also like the older you get, you're like my parents are alive. That's really cool. I yeah. should call them. I don't know. It's very like Jewish. We're like, my parents are like, I like talk to them Sunday morning. My dad was like, maybe we'll talk to you later. I was like, we're not, we can't, I can't talk to you later. It's like not <laughs> Like later today? He was like, well, not later today. I don't know. I was like, yeah, right. yeah. If you mean a general later, yes. But if you mean today, I gotta like have one boundary. I like talk to them all the time, but I, I really do love them. Yeah. So just if anyone hasn't seen Broad City yet, put this on pause, go watch the three seasons and then come back. I hate to be like, your character Alana, because you are Alana, but you're also not Alana. Yeah, totally. So your character is just so, so many great things that she's done in the show, but I love her character because she was, what did she say? You know, I'm picking all white dudes right now. I, I must be craving pink dick. Uh, she's craving some pink dick. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like really funny. Yeah. Damn, uh, that penis is 
Is that something you've always said or? I think it was just that when I started dating David, I hadn't been with a, like a white guy in a while. That's right. You have. And yeah, I was so we're like, like the inverse of each other. I was yeah. like, whoa, I forgot the color. <laughs> that was it. I forgot the color. You're like, oh, hello. Yeah. And it's also like funny, like, yeah. um, that's the one dick you can call by its color and it's right. like fine with everybody. Yeah. Like if you were like yellow dick, people would be like, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? are like, fuck these broads. Yeah. <laughs> but pink dick, it's like just minimizing the, get the white guy in a, yeah. a leash. Yeah. Wait, is David like your first like I had legit, one boyfriend yeah. before David, yeah. but David's my first like good, healthy boyfriend. I think before I was just more like hookup friends mm-hmm. with people and yeah, just whoever I was friends with, which is people of color. Yeah. yeah. And also like just not necessarily white or something, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah, a diverse group of friends yeah. that I would uh, hook up with. So like on the show, was it like an agenda to represent like interracial coupling or was it just you and Hannibal just really like working together a lot? Yeah, and Hannibal it just was in the sense. web series and it yeah. was like, I think we pitched the show with him as a character. Also Bevers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we were, you know, I think it was like a bigger thing the first season. It was like, they're making a statement and it was like, um, you know, we were like aware of the perception of it. But mm-hmm. to us, it was just more about um, Hannibal as an individual. Yeah. But I think over the past few seasons that we've aired, there's like a lot more where people were like, she's dating a black guy. And it was like kind of like a joke. And we were like, oh, I don't get the joke or whatever. Right. And now there's like a lot, I think a lot more, not because of us, it was just like moving that way anyway. But mm-hmm. there's like a lot more interracial couples on tv and like same with weed it used to be like can you believe how much they smoke and right. now it's like no there's weed in everything like yeah there's a lot of like weed programming yeah yeah it felt like i think people were being like it's so crazy look at this interracial <laughs> couple and it's like and you guys completely avoided that and just were like we're gonna treat these like two people yeah who are into each other right and not make it like race defines their every interaction which i thought was great it's also like you know, we live in New York. I'm not really even aware of what happens outside of yeah. the city. Like, maybe, I guess it is probably a bigger deal to people who aren't in cities or something. But, um, yeah, it's cool to, like, talk about some stuff and then also not talk about some stuff. Like, showing versus telling, I yeah. guess. And normalizing it in a way where it's like, yeah, this is just what it is. Yeah. Like, deal with it. Um, so, since you have experience dating outside your race and i have mostly only dated white dudes because i went to like uh, mostly white college and comedy's mostly white i need some help getting some <laughs> some non-white dudes what some should dudes i do of color yeah get, um, how, can i get some dudes of color i don't even know like dating dudes of color but like dating in general weed helps to me it's like an activity <laughs> and you're like do you want to or whatever. I um, like that. Dude, I'm going to the Beyonce concert in September, so I'm trying to meet some hot black dudes there. That's hot. I yeah. hope that straight dudes are there. I know. It might be a lot of gay dudes. Yeah. But we'll make it work. You're, like, not religious, but you can go to, like, a black church? I, I, I don't should know. Go to, I just to clear out on Sunday, because yeah. black church lasts forever. You're like, I'm an atheist. Yeah. It's like, it's um, like as long as the OJ documentary, the 
30 for 30 right. it's like legit seven hours it would be cool if you like said to someone i'm an atheist and they were like me too and then that would be like instant. oh my god so I want to I want to talk about another thing on Bronte that I super duper love, and I love that your character is pretty much sexually fluid, and it's not presented as like she's confused plotline. <laughs> you know what I mean? So many shows yeah. like she's gonna figure out she's straight. She yeah, just right. you know what I mean? Yeah, she's not confused. Right, and so I feel like your character is just attracted to people and not gender. Was that was that like something intentional from the beginning, or did it just kind of snowball? I don't know about like intentional mm-hmm. people really like take the Alana attraction to Abby really seriously, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's more like an aspect of their friendship rather than Alana's sexuality. Yeah, I do view her as fluid. I feel like she's like down to explore individuals in general mm-hmm. and like use sex as a vehicle to like see into different worlds. But I'm also like she uh is like a bit straight too, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's like so, this like push and pull with Lincoln and he's like the only guy, she's like only person I think she's like legit dated. Yeah. I do think it kind of developed over the seasons like Mm -hmm. up to my like doppelganger and it was like, um, we were like, Alana is into girls, right? She should like date her and then it was just kind of the joke about, I mean straight people do this too but it's funny when when gay couples look like exactly alike. Okay, so Adele is just about to meet us. I just want to let you know, and it's mostly sexual. She's not replacing you. I don't feel threatened. I don't know what it is about this girl. Um, dude, uh, she looks exactly like you. And you're like, <laughs> that's amazing. I- it's all, it's so weird to me because I'm like, why would you want to have sex with someone who looks just like you? I think you? some people want to like hook up with people just like them, and then other people want to hook up with people nothing like them. And straight couples can do that too when they have like the same look and mm-hmm. vibe and style. So it's just kind of similar to real life when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm trying this thing and I'm thinking about it, but I'm also like not thinking about it and just doing it. And then I I think that is kind of how we how our process is too in the show yeah what's been the response from like the lgbtq community in terms of how alana represents queerness i think the lgbtq ai2s plus community oh see i i, I can only get up to the q and then i'm like it's a i lot. don't remember it's so it's a lot. It's, that's a lot of letters um, there's no easy flow i think you can it. also just be like plus yeah or something yeah. it's like that is like at all but um they've responded to the show well we're always like oh we're so straight and all this shit but it's like no we do like think about the lgbt community q plus community um yeah they've embraced the show their i think their favorite gif is the little white kid yas queen oh yeah it's so funny (laughs) it's been a uh i think they've appreciated that um online so real quick, I want to talk to you about this. I feel like this is an issue that's been coming up just generally in culture. Um, so you were recently on New York Radio Hour, and they asked you about cultural appropriation on Broad City because your character uses black slang sometimes. And you and Abby basically said it's a bummer to be accused of that, but also cultural appropriation is a bummer. Um, so since you started the show, you're a person who has like think pieces written about you. Like, What do you think you've learned from something about cultural appropriation and other things that are said about you guys? You know, the same thing where it's, like, growing consciousness and, like, mm-hmm. growing intentionality. Um, cultural, like, white girl cultural appropriation has become, like, a theme, I think. Like, a joke theme on the show where, you know, like, you see all these, like, whatever photo shoots of, like, white girl with a bindi or whatever. And yeah. you're like, what? It's, like, really all around us. And I feel like our 
we're just like at this time where like the change is like, I think really fucking happening. Like it really is this like general consciousness is growing and crystallizing. So I feel like our part of our like white girl cultural appropriation joke is like marking this time in history where Mm -hmm. white people are like learning. Oh yeah. I'm a white person. I'm not just like a person, like a normal person on TV. It's like, no, you're a, a fucking white person, which is like a specific thing. And like, I think white people are slowly becoming the minority, you know, like the mm-hmm. minority in consciousness. Which is why people are freaking out right now. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. like, wait, what, what ha- what's like, happening to the America that I knew? Yeah. Yeah, ex- like, exactly. Like, yeah. make America great again. It's like, like, it was terrible for everyone who, like, wasn't a white straight guy with a dick. Like, yeah, and it's just like, sucked. you're, you're, you're just, like, missing the whole fucking point. The earth spins. You can't just, like stand and stop it spinning like you have to yeah. like recognize what's happening so your parents are like very involved in your lives so they're also like really great in their own respect like what do your parents do again my dad works for new york life and is like a financial dude we're jewish and um <laughs> my mom works with him a few times a week and is like kind of his hot secretary wife <laughs> oh my god that's like Mad Men, but yeah. like respectful you yeah know? that's great it's like Mad Men, but they're 60 it's not the 60s yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like my parents like i'm pretty close to my parents and my brothers like we're a very like tight-knit like nuclear family but i'm definitely like you guys can't listen to two dope queens like they've never heard an episode it's funny but i just don't think they want to hear me talking about sex like at all totally but like i feel like your parents would be like are they down for whatever they're pretty down. They're like really uh, try to be open-minded. You know what I mean? Not even try. They are consciously open-minded. They want to be open-minded. So yeah, I don't really limit them on what they see of mine, but I have been getting back into stand-up recently and I'm like, I don't really want them to come to that just because I like, I like a room full of strangers. And then I'm the same way. And my brother's always like, hey, can you do shows when you come home to Cleveland? I'm like, no, I just want to be a person when I'm in Cleveland and totally. I don't. I don't want to, I just will feel weird. Stand up too. It's like, I just want to be like free in this like vulnerable moment Mm -hmm. and like not thinking about stuff. And like Broad City is more, you know, it takes like a year to make this season. So it's more thoughtful, like even like pegging or whatever. I'm like, that's fine. It's like a thing that exists and it's not like actually us. Right. Whereas stand up is like actually you. Listen, dude, I'm freaking the out right now so we were doing it and i was like we should switch positions and then he throws me a strap on this is a dream come true thank you for sharing this with me dude i'm calling for advice oh sorry okay so start by lubing up the head like if you talked about pegging on stage your dad would be like okay yeah 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 yeah, it is like a different thing i guess so what made you want to get back into stand-up because i mean broad city's going so well you're doing movies like what made you want to get back to your roots a little bit i just um i don't know i just missed it you know i'm like just because we just because broad city did well doesn't mean that i know my voice now forever Mm -hmm. like i still am like i'm still discovering my voice i feel like it's like helping me remember what my individual voice is and it also like it just makes me feel real Mm mm-hmm where, like, being in a vacuum, like, in a writer's room is, like, so mind-numbing. And it's, like, do I even know what's funny anymore? And do I know what people... Like, 
you know, when you do a show, you like really feel it's weird. It's just like the air feels like what this group of people is like going through that day. It's and just it's like, like immediate, like a joke either works or does it. Yeah. And like, you know, you, I don't know, like being on a set, movie sets are like the most vacuum to me where it's like, I am in a fake world. Mm-hmm. Broad city is like a little bit more alive and maybe TV is more alive. Cause it's like, um, smaller increments, but, uh, and also you're shooting like in real life, like you're shooting like on the streets of New York, you're not shooting a lot. Right. And I think that helps breathe life. Definitely. Into, here. Know? I think, yeah. I think I would feel really different if I lived in LA mm-hmm. and was working in LA. Mm-hmm. I, I really like LA and I like, I like that categorization and it's cool that compartmentalizing in a way of like life where you're like, people have like their like beautiful houses and then they drive to like a studio yeah. and they like generate something inside of like a set, like a fake house. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's so, so weird. nuts to me. It's yeah. so crazy. It does seem like kind of luxurious because it's so like trailer to the studio. Like mm-hmm. you're walking 20 feet versus like, you know, when we're like shooting broad city, people are like move. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, Oh, we're shooting, but you're right. We should move. Yeah. You know no, I mean? totally. But I feel like with your stand up, and I think a lot of times when people like reach a certain status, you do a show, people want to film it. Like someone recorded your set where you're talking about that guy, which I thought as a stand up comic, I was like, how dare you record? I just get so mad about that. Cause it's such a violation of privacy, but you have this bit where you're talking about how this guy pretending he was a writer on Broad City. To and like, other stuff, too. Just, like, among our friends. Right. Like, to, like, like, hook up with women, which I think is... That's so scary. My friend, whatever, Katie or something, went on a date with this guy, and he said he was a writer on the show. We're like, hmm? There's, like, four of us? Me and Abby are two of the four. We're like, what? There's four of us. It's Okay? He's in... He, he went to a show from... 2014 took pictures with us and like reposted them recently and he's like my friends and sends this girl look this is what I was doing today like I was at work on Broad City I know that's so crazy but also the fact that you worked on that and that immediately went online does it change does it make you feel like you can't be as vulnerable on stage? Like you don't want to try stuff out because what they're putting out there is unfinished. Like it's a work in pro- like stand up is such a work in progress, and people who don't do stand up don't realize like jokes are always changing and yeah, growing. I'm like easing back into it. Like it was more fun when we were younger, and it was just like nobody gives a shit. Like yeah, I like that feeling when people are like. Who cares? Right. And you're just like, okay, then I can really fucking let her rip. And yeah. It's just bad. I definitely have more anxiety about it. But I'm like, I need to be, I need to be attacking that anxiety, mm-hmm. I think, to like get myself to my own next level. Yeah. Well, it's diff- It's a difference because, you know, I started stand-up when I was 23 it's just like, there's no stage. I was just like, I don't know what this is going to be. I'll just do it. I'll just say some jokes on stage. And now I've been doing it for eight years and people kind of know who I am a little bit. So like, if I go do a show, I'm like, oh man, I gotta, re- I gotta be good. Like I can't just have those sets where I'm just going to do 15 minutes of me just completely right. working it out. Yeah. Like people and it's need like, to cool. laugh. It's like, you know? that means you're at this next level, but yeah. And it's like, I guess it's a pressure you can handle because you kind of created it. Yeah. You did create it. Yeah. That's fun. So... Looking back on your twenties, like and all that you know, I know it's a lot to ask. But like once you get once you get past thirty, you'll be like, 
see you later, 20s. Yeah. I, I'm not it's even like, real. I don't even miss it. I'm just like, oh my God. It's been a, it's, you know, it's been a, a long, a long stretch. So like, if there's any like one thing that you could tell like your younger self, whether it's like in the world of comedy or like outside of it, like what advice would you give your, your young self? Damn. You know how people like in, in show business are like, if you can do something else, do something else. This business is so hard, all that shit. Yeah. I agree. I'm like, if you go really, really, really hard and make big mistakes up top, um, uh, Abby told me this, uh, speech, this guy, Jerry Salt said, where it's like, fail flagrantly because mm. I think you like learn the you can like learn the most the quickest if you like go so hard and then if you don't want to go hard have an enjoyable life and be a really nice person yeah. <laughs> just be right, really right. nice and have like a real as pleasant a life as you can but yeah I guess just go hard there's like no other way to do it I think if you're trying to get something done yeah that's good advice thank you our parents raised us right yeah alright high five Titty bump from across oh, the table. Thanks for having me. This <laughs> of is, course. This is awesome. This is I'm, great. Oh my god, thank you so much. I love you. Love you. Wakey wakey. Boom! Interview rocked. You know, I really felt like I was channeling Oprah. Like it was friendly. I mean, Alana and I are friends, but I felt like we were more friends. Yeah. It you was, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you were sort of like casual, but you also met serious business. Like a mullet? Like like casual in the front, party in the back? Yeah. Or I'm, no, wait, sorry. Like business in the front and party in the back? Yeah, like you're saying I'm like Billy Ray no, Cyrus? I'm not saying that. Phoebe, you gotta remind people about the thing that you're really excited about or else we won't have time. <gasps> Ooh, do you need my book? I do. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So you guys, I have my first book ever. It's a collection of essays called You Can't Touch My Hair and Other Things I Still Have to Explain. It's being published by Plume and it comes out October 4th. It is currently available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all the other places. I'm really, really excited about this book. Please, please pre-order it. All the pre-order sales count to the first week and if I get enough sales, I'll end up on a New York Times bestsellers list and that's my dream. So please help, 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 help make this happen. Okay, love you, mean it. Perfect. The So Many White Guys team includes Daisy Rosario, Rachel Neal, Joanna Solitaroff, Alex Overington, James Ramsey, Paula Schumann, Jen Poyant, Joe Plord, Casey Means, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was sung by a bunch of white dudes. Alana Glazer is our executive producer. Friday, 1.24 p.m. Hey, Phoebe, it's Alana's boyfriend. I was wondering if you have uh, Alana's new number, because every time I call, it's like out of service or something, and she's just been leaving me, like, really crazy voicemails i guess from a, a landline like i know i'm a, I'm a white dude and all but it, it's it's very you know like she keeps calling me you know and says i can't listen to your show but i really like your show like like last week's episode was great then she like left me you know a voicemail saying that uh if i wasn't picking up because i was at my clan meeting but like the thing 
is I'm, you know, it's like I'm Jewish. I just was wondering if you could tell her to please stop calling me. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna block her number. And um, and she, okay, she just texted me from someone else's phone saying that now it makes sense why I got white chocolate the other day. So anyway, I just want to say um, please tell her to stop calling me. I love the show and people of all races I love very much. So um, thank you and uh, goodbye. End of messages.